tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello and welcome to Geek History Lesson. I'm Jason Inman. We are here for a very special, a very bonus episode of Geek History Lesson. If you have been paying attention to our podcast feed, you might have noticed that we did a Kang the Conqueror episode and we did a Cassie Lang episode. Why is that, you might ask? Well, it was to tie in to the massive Marvel movie called Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, or Quantumania, as we have been jokingly calling it on the podcast. And we thought the perfect way to end off this podcast series is to give you a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So we asked our friends over at the podcast, Only Stupid Answers, uh, the great hosts DJ Woolridge and Roxy Stryer, they do a podcast every single week. They answer your questions about movies and TV shows and comics and more. And DJ Woolridge has been a special guest on our podcast several times. He was a guest on the Kang episode. So he's already mixed up in this quantum verse. He's already got a blue face. He's got a purple tunic and a green tunic. You should have seen him. His purple boots are quite fantastic. Well, they actually did a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, over on their podcast. And so we thought we would do a little pod switcheroo. So today's bonus episode is an episode of Only Stupid Answers, but you hear my voice before it, and you hear it in the Geek History Lesson feed. And if you enjoy it, maybe go over and subscribe to it. I don't know, that little beat poet sort of uh, doodah of their podcast work for you? If not, it's a great podcast. Just go listen to it, okay? And, you know, enjoy this bonus in cap to Quantum Mania Mania on Geek History Lesson. I'm going to let DJ and Roxy take it away and enjoy their episode. Did Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, get us excited for the coming of the Kang Dynasty? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Everybody and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is a show where where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, Quantum Manias, Ant Man and the Wasps' Quantum Manias, um, and and so much more. And with us today, as always, is Miss Roxy Stry. Hello, Roxy. Hi, DJ. Hello. Thank you for joining us. And also, very special guest, Wendy. Tell the kids at home who are you, where they can find you, what you're up to. Oh, thanks. Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy Lee Zaney. I'm a content creator. I'm on YouTube. I'm on the TikTok sometimes. <laughs> I'm on the Instagram just talking about movies, TV shows, and having a grand old time. I'm going to get- getting made fun of for laughing at Batman during trailers, apparently. How dare I laugh yeah. at um, Batman? It's very serious, Wendy. Yeah. Serious. It's very serious. No fun yeah. in talking about comic book movies ever. No, okay? no, no jokes. No, no, none of that. Oh, my God. We're going to be talking about it. And I feel like our feelings about all of these things are going to be across the board, which is the fun of the show. That's the exciting part. Um, but, yes, we're going to be talking about Flash, the Flash trailer in the big game. Let's be clear. It's the big game. 
it's important to get that correct. Um, not, see, we, we're not allowed to say anything else about it. No other terms. <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is the latest MCU movie that dropped this weekend. But before we do that, a little bit of business, of course. If you want to hear this show early, ad-free, or even watch it live and chat with us in the comments, you can do that over at patreon.com slash answers. Also, if you like comics, which I know many of you do, my latest comic, Hellbent Volume 3, the third and final volume of the Hellbent Saga, is over at hellbentcomicbook.com. Uh, we're doing we're doing really good. We're well on our way to our second stretch goal. I would very much appreciate uh, you supporting it and getting us to that second stretch goal. That would mean the world to me. So if you have not already contributed, you can do that by going to hellbentcomicbook.com. And if you've never supported Hellbent Comic before, you can get all three volumes. Ooh, you can read the whole story. I think it's 136 pages, all told. It's pretty great. So check that out. And of course, if you're listening on Spotify, every week we ask you a question. Last week's questions, question was, have you watched every season of The Flash? And if not, when did you stop watching? Uh, Anthony Spiezia hope i got that right says i have found i have fond memories of watching arrow and flash with people in my dorm during college i have stuck with the show the whole time but i think the show's quality declined most after covid hit stormy woods said i stopped in season two Arrow was the only dc cw show i watched from start to finish yeshu wazalewski said i stopped uh, a season after crisis and then they announced the final season so i decided to finish the job uh so did roxy and i and i think right now we're both kind of regretting it um oh no <laughs> Adrian Michael Esparza said, I used to love the Arrowverse and watch all the shows. The Flash was my favorite, but the quality really dipped. I stopped after the seventh season or whenever the pandemic hit. Wendy, did you were you a flat a fan of the CW Flash show? I was. I really was into it. And I don't know what happened. Uh -huh. And I just <laughs> I stopped totally. watching it. I think it was when like an influx of all the other CW shows were coming up. Like, I think it was when Supergirl started, you know, airing. Yeah. And then so I was trying to watch that because I was like, oh, they're going to try to like blend the two. Right. And I think I watched it up to like the musical episode. Good but one. I can't That's remember if that one. was Supergirl or The Flash. I think that was a Flash episode. That was the musical yeah. episode. And I feel like that was a good time to leave because you left on a pun intended high note. Hey, <laughs> I feel like the to the person who said that it dipped after COVID. I think that that's what the Flash is hoping people remember. Like <laughs> it wasn't us, yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, that's what happened. Because really, I don't think that's what happened. I think it probably dipped long before that. Yeah, I, I the way I remember it is it started dipping after season two, and it just kept it just kept going. <laughs> it just kept going. It just kept going. It never had because like. Arrow had, uh, what was it, season, I, I would say actually halfway through season three was really solid. Four, mm. Mm, iffy. Five, good. Six, mm, eight, hey, we're back. Uh, you know, it, it was up up and down. And uh, I was kind of hoping for maybe another, hey, Flash, we're going on a high note. But it, they seem very dedicated to whatever stories they already had planned, whether those stories were any good or not. Um, so... That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a different Flash. Ooh, segue. God, the universe just gave me a blessing in that segue. Let's talk about the big game trailer of The Flash starring Ezra Miller and Michael Keaton. And wait, Wendy, you just said it. Is it Sasha Kaye? Uh, that's how I've been saying it. Mm, that's Somebody else it's, pronounced it, it the same way. Cal Cal 
cow. It's cow. difficult because like if if we're saying yeah, if we're, if we're saying it properly and if like in terms of if it's a Spanish name, yeah. then if, it would definitely be Calle. However, everybody keeps calling her Sasha Cali and Oh, it could be I Sasha Cali. Like, and and may, that might be a um uh, salmon situation that mm-hmm. might be a mm-hmm. quesadillas situation yeah, yeah, yeah. or oh. it might be or it might be a new uh, who knows um i think we're safe with sasha listen yeah we're we're, we're safe we're <laughs> safe with sasha uh yes. th- that's coming soon to the cw safe with sasha um yes <laughs> okay so so um this is um flash big game trailer ezra miller michael keaton uh this was my impression of the events Right up until this trailer, all the discourse was Ezra Miller, all the crimes they be committing. Uh, oh, no, not sure. We flash. Uh Oh, then the trailer hit and all of that just went evaporated. It wasn't even acknowledged. It was just like, no, this is great. Everybody be excited for this movie. And it's like, oh, wow. All right. We're really uh, no. Warner Brothers DJ. made a gam- Warner Brothers made a gamble that we wouldn't care about all the crimes once we saw Michael Keaton say, I am Batman, and they were correct. <laughs> so that was a correct assumption on their part. It is so unfair. Mm-hmm. That is not an accurate assessment of what happened. What you are correct about is that the majority of people really liked this trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. People were really riding for this trailer. But I think that most of the pe- first of all, some people and uh, people who aren't on the coast, people who don't pay attention to the news, still have no idea that Ezra Miller is problematic. Mm-hmm. Like literally zero idea. Yeah. Um, and I hope they get to stay in that bubble because you guys enjoy yourself, bury your heads in the sand, yeah. and just. You guys aren't the ones listening to this show, so I'm really not speaking to you right now anyway. Mm -hmm. Because if you've been listening to this show, we've told you about it. (laughs) Yes, yes. The majority of of the people that know about the Ezra situation, and I feel even disrespectful calling it a situation because we know we're talking about assaults, arrests, groomings, burglaries. um, Like It's not just a situation. Pause real quick uh, because because there apparently is a contingent that has gone uh, out of their way to uh, frame it as if Ezra Miller has been framed specifically. Right. Yeah, I've been the, seeing that. Yeah, the Ku Klux Klan, I think, for that what? comment he made. They made yeah. or Sorry, I apologize. The comment they made, which is weird. Yeah. Because I don't. You listen. know what you did. Yeah. You know. Which to me, that was a sign of their instability but also listen we have a very uh, big problem in this country with racism i don't know that the clan has the pull that these people think they do um but you know, maybe that's me living in a dream world i don't know <laughs> totally but i've seen what you're talking about yeah. um you know uh, but to that i say there are people who believe the earth is flat and that the holocaust didn't happen <laughs> yeah, so, so you know yeah, like there's yeah. never gonna like am i shocked that people think that ezra's being framed of course not i live in this country yeah, i live yeah, on yeah. this planet so i've i've met these people before um but i think that the most of the people who watch this who liked the trailer and who are aware of the ezra situation probably felt, felt similar to me yeah which was Ooh, bummer. That was so good. Wait, yeah. one second. Like, one second. I'm going to get confirmation. Monica, my wife is here. Monica, how would you pronounce this last name? 
Kaye. Okay, that's going to be our definitive answer to the question. My way, it's Sasha Kaye. In this house, it's Sasha Kaye. <laughs> In this house. In this house. Sorry, finish your thought, Roxy. Even if Sasha says it's Kali, it's Kaye. And she's here, and she's in this house. <laughs> totally. Because um, I don't see, I see what you're saying, DJ, that a lot of the like posts were saying really positive things. Yeah. But most of the people that I was speaking to, because it is hard to express yourself in 200 characters mm-hmm. on Twitter, most people were speaking to were like, this is so gross and weird. That trailer was great. If I am separating the art from the artist, mm-hmm. that art looks dope. If I'm not, it's such a bummer that Ezra's the star of this movie. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think that people like like you said, it's gone, it's forgotten, it's out the window. But I did the entire time, as did you, DJ, know that the majority of people don't give a shit about mm-hmm. somebody's personal life. Yeah. Warner Brothers for sure was hedging their bets here. And yes, they're absolutely going to come out on top of this movie yeah. is stellar. This this movie could be a top grossing movie of all time. Mm. I mean, and that's how little people care about the fact that Ezra is on trial for 26 years right now. <laughs> uh, Wendy, what were your thoughts on the, on the trailer? How I did the trailer like- make you feel? <laughs> conflicted mm-hmm. to sum it up in one, in one word because i want to champion for all the people who worked really hard on this movie that mm-hmm. took forever and a day and keeps getting pushed back and watching this thing that they worked so hard on whether they're a pa or they're on the creative side to keep getting pushed back and to have all these issues surrounding its lead actor um so i was like well i mean what the, my thought going into it was the DCU is resetting anyways, right? So, like, this oh. is most likely the last time we're going to see them as The Flash. That was kind of my thought going in. I was like, mm-hmm. let's just check out this trailer and let's see <laughs> if Michael Keaton's going to be in it. That was my thought. So, I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can acknowledge that the lead actor is very problematic. And I've also had people, you know, DM and comment, you know, on my on my video. They're like, yeah, it looks great, but all the things all the gross things that they've done i'm like yep can't can't deny that it's all in the news so it's it's like i want to be excited because it was such a good looking trailer but then i feel not so great liking the trailer at the same time does that make sense well then i think i might be in a better place than both of you because while obviously it is almost impossible to separate like to think about how would i feel if i didn't have the issues i have with ezra miller but if I were to, I still think the trailer would look kind of stupid. Um, I don't know whether it's because I'm not super nostalgic for Batman 89 or Man of Steel. Uh, but the I don't. One, I remember having conversations with you, Roxy, about when Justice League came out. And I want to say that I was more on board within the context of Justice League, Ezra Miller's performance as Barry. But I think now I can admit to myself that Ezra Miller never would have been my first choice as Barry. And I think they make a lot of uh, decisions based on what I see in the trailer that I'm like, "Mm, I don't know that I care about this. And I don't know, based off the information we're given, that the movie makes any fucking sense. I don't know. Like, okay, so what we're led to believe is Barry goes back to save his mom, Flashpoint, which, by the way, is not that great an event comic. I know it's the only Flash story everybody knows, but also it's not that good. But it's like the Batman origin story. Yeah, it's like, it's not, and that's the weird, anyway, we don't need to get on my feelings about Flashpoint. Just know that I think it's fine. Oh, but one other point, Flashpoint was never intended to be 
what it's become it was an excuse to get to the new 52 reboot it was not it was not like this is a story i feel needs telling it was well let's have a story to reset everything which is kind of what it's become anyway so i guess it's true to the original event um but so he goes back they yeah barry barry barry's a he barry goes back sorry for clarity for those just tuning in ezra miller goes by them they they then pronounce barry allen i don't believe the character in the movies does yeah i have a hard time i I have a hard time with that too dj because um i don't I, I don't know. Like when we're talking about Barry Allen, do we use he, him pronouns still when specifically referring what, to Ezra Miller's portrayal of Barry Allen? Let's play it safe. Let's do they, thems. And if I trip up, know that it's not me being like, well, I don't respect Ezra Miller's da, 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 because they're a criminal. It's not that. It's that I'm stupid and I trip over my words, even though I talk for a living. Uh, so Yes, we respect yeah. that they are a yeah. living piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. So, I, that, yeah. so yeah. I, it's not it's not that. So I trip, I trip up. I do I genuinely apologize. So they go back and they create a universe in saving their mom where there's no uh metahumans and so zod michael shannon <laughs> coming back as zod and michael shannon's great by the way as just you know for the first flash movie ever i don't know that zod was my top pick as the villain but sure okay um okay, zod- but in the round in the scheme of this universe dj does that not make sense to you sure except it makes me revisit man of steel which is a movie i don't like um so- i don't like that movie either but we're in the minority yeah so anyway so we're getting and, ah, listen i like michael shannon so that's fine so and, and Remember then, when Michael and then, Shannon got stuck in the in the porta potty with his flippers on, and that was the biggest story to come out of that set. No, I don't what? remember no, that. Wait. I don't remember. He was that. on set, and he had his like flippers on his feet from his costume, and he got stuck in the porta potty for like. Hours. Man, I I feel like Michael Shannon has had nothing but negative things to say about that experience, and so it's so shocking to me that he keeps coming back. Like he's like, all right, fine. I remember he was like those fucking flippers. They ought me So they were walking all over the porta potty. <laughs> all right, so so Barry makes it so there's no man of humans, and then also somehow Michael Keaton's Batman's there. It's like I don't know what this is supposed to mean, and I don't know. And and the Michael Keaton of the trailer reminded me of ghostbusters afterlife where it's like hey this doesn't feel like that movie this doesn't look like that movie but the guy's here so that's cool right and it's like yeah i guess like i I, is that what nostalgia is now it's just somebody it's just a movie going like hey remember this was cool sure like dj is it possible i really want you to answer this because dj talks trash Mm -hmm. so let's just let's just assess this is it possible you went into this trailer knowing you weren't going to like this trailer? Um, like, is it possible that you were like, I'm not going to like this trailer? And then you watched it and you were like, yeah. No, I think it was possible that that I would have mixed feelings. I, it's just I don't know. I, I think it's a well-made trailer. I think it does a good job. I just don't. Um, you know me, Roxy. You've known me for a long time. I don't give a shit about nostalgia. You yeah, saying know, you true. saying, hey, remember this thing? Cool. What are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna like you know what I mean? Like like something I'll give. I think Spider-Man No Way Home has its flaws, but I think something it did really well is it incorporated uh specifically the OG Spider-Man in a way that that elevated Tom Holland's story and elevated that story. Like it worked within that universe. You know what I mean? It worked within the story they were telling, and I think did the best of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. They could do that with this. I do think it's important. I think I, I think 
like what do we see Michael Keaton do in this movie? We see him say, I am Batman. And then we do see him do a bunch of CG Kung Fu that was not a part. That's not a part of the texture or world of Batman 89. So what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to attach to here? Is it just supposed to be cool to see Michael Keaton back in a version of his costume? I don't know. Uh, well, like, do you think that it, but based on this trailer, and I'm curious if Wendy got this from the trailer also, based on this trailer, I, I feel like they, it did have no, no way home vibes where Michael Keaton is going to elevate the Barry Allen storyline because it's not just Ben Affleck who is his mentor, kind of the Robert Downey Jr. to the Tom Holland in this, but like we need more help. We and maybe we stumble upon that help, but I think yeah. at the end of the day, Michael Keaton is there to elevate and support the the main Barry Allen. When I say the main Barry Allen, the, the part that there's two of them, I don't know that he's interacting with both of them, but uh, one of the two of the Barry Allens, at least. I mean, Wendy, did you pick that up or are you thinking the same as DJ kind of on this? No, I think I'm more on like your line of things because I feel like they obviously things got really screwed up and they need the help and who else to go for advice than the man that's literally done it all and seen it all. And that would be the Michael Keaton Batman. He He's also like the most senior out of the, I don't know how many Batmans are we getting in this? Like I saw Batfleck. We all saw yeah. Keaton. I'm not sure if now with how like the DCU is going to work, are we getting Battinson as well? Because that's technically Elseworld, according to the new thing. Yeah. So um, when you a lot say... of people are also talking about George Clooney, which I think that would be like just hysterically insane <sighs> and not mm-hmm. at, just there's no way. Yeah. Um, but but also I'd be rooting for that so hard for the exact <laughs> opposite reason of why DJ would be rooting against that. So wait, but when you say okay, so when you say he they go to the the person that would know the best, mm. how does that equal Michael Keaton's Batman? Are we saying a universe well, without metahumans is the Batman Tim Burton Batman eighty nine universe? And how does that work? I, well, well, I didn't I say they go to him. I said yeah. they stumble upon him, and then he's helpful. Okay. I don't think that they like on purpose sought Find out him. Michael Keaton. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And we're thinking we're dealing with Flashpoint, so they're probably going to use that timeline time jump thing to their benefit for you know, writing purposes. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know if this exists in in the other Barry Allen's timeline or if they jump to a whole nother one at all. Because if if we're talking the world without metahuman, then how do we explain then like Supergirl mm-hmm. and all of the other stuff? So like so I, I think I think we're going to see several different timelines and universes or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I think that would, what would have made that cool then is then. Mo- one give me one more if we're pulling people from multiverses mm-hmm. we've got super well, you don't Girl. know we don't have one more who do you sure. want to see um see? i want to see ryan reynolds green lantern <laughs> oh my god i want to see ryan reynolds green Ran- lantern own it own it <laughs> i wouldn't be mad at that own it i honestly would not be mad at that but he gets a real suit this time yeah i just it's it, imagine if imagine if ant-man's first movie or what was no way home? Like, like what if, like I don't know. It just, it feels like uh, I don't think I don't think the DCU has earned the goodwill to make me interested in this movie. You think, 
You think the Flash is the equivalent to DC as Ant-Man is to um, Marvel? Listen, yeah, because Ant-Man used time travel to save the Avengers. Yes, Roxy, I do think Ant-Man is the equivalent. No, also, I think, I, mean, Bar- I, I, think Paul Rudd, I think Paul Rudd would make a better Barry Allen. <laughs> Paul Rudd is Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Yeah, well. Wow, DJ, <laughs> you and I are on set. This is the page that you're on today, mm-hmm. and here's the book I'm in. Yeah, like well, we aren't even reading from the same book. Get just, just you wait till we talk about Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, oh boy! So just you wait. All righty. Well, listen. Okay, for, before we leave, uh, do you think we'll start with you, Wendy? Do you yeah. think the Flash, independent of the Ezra of it all, do you think the Flash movie will be good? It's going to be fine. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Independent of, of the Oz Miller stuff. Yeah. Roxy, Flash movie. Yeah, I think the movie's going to be amazing. Okay. I think the movie's going to be like exceptionally good. I think it's going to be the, probably the best movie in the DCEU. I know that the E part doesn't exist anymore, but I'm just talking about like yes. the previous movies. Um, my favorite being Wonder Woman so far, but I think mm-hmm. it will be better than Aquaman. I think it's going to be better than Man of Steel. I think it's going to be better than BVS, better than Justice League, better than whatever well, it is. Here's I think the thing. Flash could be the best movie. Uh, uh, to your point, I think there might be something there, Roxy, because to your point, other than Wonder Woman, all the movies you just listed off are kind of are bad. But so, so, so. Hey, you like Aquaman. I do like Aquaman and I do like The Suicide Squad and I like Wonder Woman, and, the first one. And you one. like Birds of Prey. And I do no? like Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. I do like Birds of Prey. I like those four. Will this be better Shazam? than those? Uh, you know, uh, I actually, I do like Shazam. For some reason, like the new tra- Shazam 2 trailers have really like, oh man, dude, did I like Shazam? And I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's all the Zachary bullshit Zachary Levi's been talking about, but I don't, you know, I just, for some reason, or it's just the trailers. I don't know. But I did like the first Shazam. So I don't know. I listen, I'm very excited for James Gunn to reboot everything. Anyway, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's go on to a quick ad no. break. <laughs> let's go on to a quick ad break. Uh, and we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, let's talk about the new movie this week. Ant- week. We. Oh, sorry, everybody. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Pontomania. That's what we're talking about. Directed by Peyton Reed. Written by Jeff Loveness, who's also writing Kang Dynasty, which is an uh-oh, in my opinion. Uh, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. As of this recording... Oh, I actually did this note yesterday, so I don't know if it's changed. But as of this recording, let me bring it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Ant-Man and the Wasp has a 48% uh, tomato meter score and an audience score of 84%. Ooh, it's just a reverse of the numbers. Nice. Oh, look at that. Um, uh, And the critics' consensus, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, mostly lacks the spark of fun that elevated earlier ventures, but Jonathan Majors Kang is... A thrilling villain poised to alter the course of the MCU. I don't know that I agree with any of that. Anyway, um, spoiler-free. Starting with spoiler-free. General thoughts. Wendy, spoiler-free. Just your overall thoughts on the movie. It was a lot of fun. And I think it was really good to finally explore the quantum realm. Because for the longest time, as... An audience member and as just like a fan of Marvel movies, I've been so curious about what the heck does it look like in there? And is it like barren or is it scary or whatever it is? So 
the how like vibrant and cool it was i really liked and i really liked that this was a good i know it's called ant-man and the wasp but it felt like a mini ensemble movie it was like Mm -hmm. ant-man and family so i enjoyed a lot of the relationships there and uh obviously jonathan majors is just such a treat to watch in anything he does in my opinion Uh, i love him as king and i can't wait to see him in future mcu projects Roxy, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which, by the way, didn't realize till the end credits, they snuck a little Ant-Man in, and a little Ant-Man exists in Quantumania. Did y'all catch that? When Quantumania comes at the end, it's Ant-Man, Ant-Man-mania. Oh, cute. No, I didn't catch that. Quantumania. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, in Boston, Ant-Man, Quantumania. Yeah, if, you're, if, if the people at home don't know, so it's Q U A N T Ant U M A N Man Ania. So that's cute. Fun. That's really good. Wow, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Wait, how did you good notice job, that? Because the, the, when did the, they like color it differently. Yeah, when the uh, credits come up at the end, and it's like Ant-Man, and then the rest of Quantumania comes in to fill it out. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. as of this recording, Ant Man, Quantum Man, mm-hmm. um, has a forty eight percent on the tomato eater. Yeah, and that is like disgusting to me. Mm. I thought this movie was like not just good but great. Ooh. I thought it was excellent. I I was like disturbed by the screening that I was in with how much I was the only one riding for this film. Like mm-hmm. you could feel. You could hear a pin drop in the theater. Mm-hmm. You could hear, like, feel the air sucked out of the room. Mm-hmm. All of the critics in there, and they're, this isn't about DJ. I love DJ so much. We were, I think we were in different stuff. theaters. We were in different theaters. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. And their stuffiness mm-hmm. of, like, just, it, you could just tell that the critics turned on this movie about 30 minutes in. They turned so hard, and I was shocked because usually when i like a movie other people don't like um i'm confused mm-hmm. i mean and no no sorry usually i'm not confused yeah, usually yeah. i'm like i see i liked this mm-hmm. i see why you didn't mm-hmm. this to me was like still very marvel formulaic yeah still had all of the elements that people like about ant-man really minimized the usage of Evangeline Lilly, which I know people were nervous about, especially, you know, like for lack of better words, woke or critic screening or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't that, that issue of it all heavily featured um, Michelle Pfeiffer, who yeah. like just wiped the floor with everybody. She annihilated. Yeah. And I, when I, when I felt the energy shifting in the room and people starting to hate it, I was like, What's not to like? I I feel like Joey in the episode of Friends where he's like, meat, good. (laughs) Pepper's good. Frosting, good. Like, it was all so good for me. I thought the movie was fucking excellent and looked amazing, was amazing. Plot was amazing. Visuals were trippy dippy. My little stoner (laughs) loving heart was like beating so hard. Um... The performances, A plus plus, Catherine Newton, Jonathan Majors, again, Michelle freaking Pfeiffer, Paul Rudd, my Jewish daddy forever. I love him. Like just everybody bringing the heat. Uh, there, there was like a couple of characters that I was like, I don't know if that was necessary. The Modoc stuff worked for me beyond well. 
uh, which apparently I'm the only one. I just loved this movie. I li- listen, Roxy. I love your love, and maybe on this journey, I can help you give some context why other people maybe didn't like it so much. Um, I think. Listen, Paul Rudd is great. He's endearing. He's good in everything. Having him as a lead is you're going to have a solid movie right off the top. I thought they did a good job of making the quantum realm feel unique from something like Guardians. How stuff worked in that universe was different. I do have logistical questions but that's for spoilers i think um i i also liked the michelle pfeiffer of all i got the distinct impression that nobody in that movie likes working with evangeline lily um because it is called ant-man and the wasp and the ant-man is paul rudd but the wasp in this movie is clearly michelle Michelle pfeiffer Pfeiffer. she is the wasp of the wasp and honestly great choice she's great and also she can still get it god damn yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that, not she to, is like not the most beautiful person. Oh my god! Um, I uh, know. I couldn't believe yeah. that DJ. She is literally the the. She's not only the hottest she's ever been, but she is maybe the hottest person on the planet. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I, um, I thought most oof. people were fine. I think I think I think Jonathan Majors could be really good as Kang. There's moments in this movie where he's really good as Kang. There's other moments. I didn't feel that as much similar to the way I didn't really feel it in he who remains in Loki. I think, mm. uh, we, we, maybe we'll get into it later. I feel like we're seeing the edges. I really think they should have cast Jonathan majors as a good guy. I think, I think he nailed Lovecraft country. I think he's pretty good. I think he's mostly really good in, uh, devotion. Uh, just the Kang, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll get into more later. I think Modoc is both the best and worst part of the movie. He looks horrifying, <laughs> but he gets my fa- my hands down favorite mov- moment in the movie is a Modoc moment. Um, I, just thinking about it makes me smile. Um, but I also think the movie f- just completely fails on a storytelling level. It's just not good. It just doesn't. It's not. It doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't. It's just not. Good, uh, but I can't get into that without getting into the spoilers. So those are spoiler-free thoughts. What I'm what I'm getting from the room is to sum it up for the kids at home. Roxy, like Wendy, okay. DJ, uh, you know, uh, I do think I agree with the Rotten Tomato score, other than the fact that it is lower than Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor. So I think what I'm trying to say is Thor: Love and Thunder should have a lower score than this. What's their score? <laughs> it's like seventy something, which that's not. Thor: right. Love and Thunder. Oh, okay. That's not. You correct. think forty eight? You really think forty eight is good, DJ? For this, like you feel yes. like that's accurate? Like, yes. Wow. Yeah. The audience think, score is eighty four, and that is, is. Ac- <laughs> that is dead on. I'm the audience, bro. Yeah. Like I'm the audience. Well, listen. For those that have not watched Ant Man yet. Please leave now because we're going to get into yeah. full spoilers right now. We got to everybody. We got to to really dive into this thing. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. They're happening now. Uh, uh, turn away. Uh, no going back. Whatever. However you want to phrase it. Spoilers are happening now. And I think a good place to jump off on is Modoc because I think I've wondered for a long time. You know, people pushed very hard for comic book accuracy, and I've wondered like, what's the limit of comic book? What's one of the things you could do that's accurate to the comics that you're like, ooh, bad, don't do that? And it turns out it's Modoc. Modoc is the answer to that question <laughs> because the second the little faceplate goes up, you're like, what the fuck? What? 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 What are we doing? Why, why was this the choice we made? Um, but then what? Yeah, am I the only one? Wendy, yes. please Modoc, help. Help, yeah. Wendy. 
Am I the only one who liked Modoc? I'm the only one. You are not the only one that liked Modoc, but I didn't like Modoc. See, you're the only one oh in this conversation God. that liked Modoc. But you are not the only one that that guys. Liked, Modoc's that liked the Modoc. best thing that ever happened to I the agree. MCU. With, with what DJ said, though, yeah, what he exactly what you said about Modoc is how I felt because there were so many good moments that I literally Corey Stoll was great. like cracking up. <laughs> yeah, Corey Stoll is awesome. He's I mean he's we amazing yeah. and the arc of Modoc. <laughs> The, like, okay. <laughs> how are we gonna arc that? He, yeah, or, he or, has you know, the biggest. He, arc. he is one thing. This is how this movie functions. Things go one way until the movie needs them to go another way, and then they go another way. <laughs> it's not. Isn't that life? Well, no. But see, I think. Okay, so so for example, like you you want to set out your characters in one place, and through a series of events, you grow them to another por- place. So, for example, you start off the movie saying Cassie wants to help people. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd, Scott, that's the character's name, is like, hey, uh, maybe don't do that for reasons that the movie never really clarifies. One assumes he wants to protect his daughter. Maybe that's the reasoning. We never really get into it. Um, oh, my the, God, DJ, you're so, going to nitpick that he doesn't want his daughter in jail. And, and the you way we resolve why this he doesn't is want his daughter in jail. The, the way this arc resolves itself is, yeah, dad, I have a suit. Cool. The end. That's that's that is the ultimate growth. No, they dropped of- it like <laughs> wait. They dropped it like five times that she had the suit. I know. She'd been working on. This. And that's the result. We don't. We don't. We don't see Scott change his opinion. We don't see the events that lead him to think maybe it is good for my daughter. It's just, it's okay now, and we move on. <laughs> but she's thrusted into something where she needs to be safe and so that's why he's like uppercut punch flop like jump Which, by the way this gets to one of my points remember in the first movie where we say they need the helmets when they shrink to breathe yes yeah huh wonder what happened no, to that not any, also uh, advanced technology technology. Remember, technology is changing dj wait, wait yeah te- so wait so how does that mean you can shrink to a whole nother dimension and pop your uh, we have to worry about that on other planets so i guess the quantum realm just has oxygen tiny oxygen tiny yes dj they have a fucking they have a fucking bug that if you drink to him you can fair, understand Michelle all Piper languages survived in the quantum realm for years yeah also yes remember where we established that ant-man Thank first you. movie ant-man shrinks but his density stays the same. So that's why he's able to hit people hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I guess not anymore. Why is that confusing to you? Because because of what you just <laughs> said, Roxy, about the now he has to grow to hit people. No, he doesn't have to grow to hit people. But okay. that's when... Do you think that it's the same thing? Even if you're density, if you're getting hit by a little thing versus a big thing, it that's makes a bigger impact. He's just explaining how to do it best. That's what the first movie established. <laughs> Let me tell let me tell you guys something. Uh-huh. I didn't have a single question about this movie. Okay. That's great. It was like completely <laughs> linear for me, uh-huh. which is crazy because I feel like of all the movies, usually I'm like, that was a little convoluted or what was happening here? And people were like, it made perfect sense. This movie, I don't know whether because like, did I write this movie? Because it fucking, I understood every word. Yeah. I was like, this makes 100% sense. You're uh, making, you're speaking my language. Let's circle back real quick. Wendy, your thought you were you were saying your thoughts on Modoc. You were saying your thoughts on Modoc. First of all, be- before we j- I jump into back into Modoc, I re- Roxy, I wish I was you. I <laughs> wish I could view this movie through the lens that you do because that brings me so much joy. Like I yes. love so much that you enjoyed it. I don't agree with that 48%. I gave it a tomato. Yeah. I thought the lowest I would see was like 70s. Mm-hmm. I really, really thought well, that. The especially fact that it's based on the low. Yeah. Especially like it's not, based on the fact that Love and Thunder has a seventy. If that's the gauge, if that's the, if that's the. 
Like it's not, yeah. it's not top tier Marvel, but dang, it is not 48%. Okay. Anyways, back to MODOK. Yeah. Uh, I think where I became my own worst enemy when it came to viewing this film, and I talked about this in my review, is that I did the thing where I tell people to not do, which is to get inside my own head cannon and and hold on too hard to like certain things and like kind of fault it for not being exactly comic accurate. Mm-hmm. So the Modoc that I was expecting to see, and because we've also had like the Hulu yeah, iteration Modoc of Modoc, yeah. I was trying to figure out how they were going to loop it in together with it. Uh, I with the character design when the mask was on, I actually really liked it. Like the yeah. look, like Modoc is supposed to look freaking ridiculous. Yeah, like he's he's always looked like that. My my issue was, I think the back and forth with the mask was a little too much. And I get it. You hired Corey Stoll. You need to see his face. <laughs> his big. I get big, it. Big, but it, weirdly CG'd face. Like a lot of it, a lot of the effects are, are up and down in this movie. <laughs> it just took away. I feel like from what what he turned into, which is Modok. Which, like, if you're a comic book, you know, reader, you would have an inkling of like Modok and and some of the characteristics. And I think also to kind of blend that in with a little bit of Darren. Darren should have so much hate yeah. for what happened to him that that it it I feel so conflicted about that like you're a dick, don't be a dick moment mm-hmm. that I like both loved it and didn't love it at the same time. Listen, Wendy, I totally feel you because as somebody that wants Modoc to exist in the MCU, yeah. I don't like the idea that they maybe shut that door. That said, the uh-huh. only part of the movie that gave me genuine joy is when Modoc was like, I decided not to be a dick. And they're like, oh, that's great, man. He's like, at least I died in Avenger. Oh, okay. It was <laughs> yeah, so cool. good. That's the only that moment when so I think good. about it, I laugh. I'm like, that, that's fucking funny. That's a funny moment. Okay, let's just harp on this for a minute because it might be the only thing that all three of us agree on. Yeah. That, like, and then I'll talk about what we disagree on. Yeah. But the the moment when he says, at least I die in Avenger. <laughs> With his little And hand. you see everyone's faces and like, do we tell him? And it's like, no, we obviously don't tell him. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. Yeah. That is just like such a true character trait of some people thinking yeah. that like you are evil. You're for so long. You do one good thing and you're like, OK, I've made it into the pearly gates. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, sure. Yeah. yeah. But the 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 part that like. I feel zero confliction about at all is that I think that the best lesson in any movie ever is you don't have to be a dick Mm -hmm. in life. You don't have to be a dick. Now, if I'm being 1000% fair to your guys's opinion on this, I see in, I see how it could look like (laughs) he's a dick. 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 He's never thought about not being a dick. One young woman says to him one time, you could not be a dick. And he's like, wow, never thought about that. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to be a dick. I see Mm -hmm. where you could say convenience sake. But for me, I do feel like that's realistic in life that like sometimes somebody it takes one event for somebody to be shaken to be like, wait a second. I've snapped. Yeah. This is it. I'm not going to be treated like this anymore. Listen, I don't Roxy- have to be a dick. And that was such a beautiful lesson, like to every person out there right now, because there's just so many dicks mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. You don't have to be a dick. You could just decide I'm not going to be a dick. I'm going to be a good guy. I'm going to fight with the good people. Listen, Roxy, don't misunderstand. I'm not even mad at that part because, again, it leads to my favorite joke. It's my favorite. I do think I think what stands out to me more. And this was the the moment I really knew the movie lost me was when 
Kang finally uh, confronts Scott and he's mm-hmm. like, all right, I, I need you to do a heist because you're good at heists. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what's the heist? You jump down here and you grab a thing. And I'm like, well, that's not a, there's normally more moving pieces to a heist, but sure. And so then he gets down there and the, all the little Scots start popping out. This is cool with me. I like quantum, whatever, whatever we're doing here. I'm into this shit. Yeah, probabilities, cool. I think what a more competent script, and I have a feeling that if I talked to uh, Jeff Loveness, he'd be like, yeah, man, I know. I did what they told me to do. (laughs) Um, uh, Normally, I think a more competent script would have used this as an opportunity if you'd seeded out whatever Scott's internal conflict is earlier, that this would tie up with that. So something along the lines of, is Scott dealing with who he is now post-Endgame? What is his identity? Then all of these versions of Scott serve that function to to literalize that internal conflict. Him overcoming this is him coming to the next stage of who he is as a character. That's not what we're doing. It's just a bunch of Scots. And then some of them grow big. And when they get close to the singularity or whatever the thing they're trying to grab is, they die. And then a bunch of them join together and get close well, to it. Well, because they don't all want die. the same thing. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Is So it's like, okay, so when some of them get close, they die. But then we join up. And we don't die. And then Wasp, who's trying to prevent him from doing that, decides to help him for reasons. And that's the whole movie. It's like, we're do- again, we're doing something. Kang shows infinite godlike abilities to move people with his mind. And uh, it's like, I oh, know. my God. And oh, my God. How are we supposed to stop this guy? It's like, oh, because for some reason near the end, he's going to decide to fist fight them for some reason and not use any of these abilities because the movie's about ready to wrap up. And if wait, he used these wait, abilities, wait. Ant-Man wouldn't win. DJ. <laughs> DJ, that's not fair. How is that not fair, it's Roxy? Not, it's not fair, DJ. Yeah. Because <laughs> he... He doesn't have the first of all, like Michelle Pfeiffer's wasp doesn't know. Also, I always feel weird saying the word wasp. Isn't that like a weird slang term? Oh, I think you're thinking about wasp, which is white Anglo-Saxon something. Uh, But, you know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's wasp. She is um, she doesn't know what's happening with Kang until they she touches the um. The throne ball. Thing. Yeah, yeah. In the past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. Yeah. Whatever we call that. Yeah. And he does have the ability to affect people, but his power is not you're sitting there. I'm sitting here. I can get you to feel anything I want you to. That's uh, we don't see that at no, all. But I'm talking about he can literally levitate people with his mind. Like he can basically force push people and yeah, make them. Yes, stop. And, but, and he keeps threatening but, that he can rewind time, which is an ability he never uses in the movie. Is it beyond the re- yeah? But in the, in this movie, we need that for future movies. No, I know, but but he literally threatens Scott. I will make you go back in time and watch you kill your daughter. Which, by the way, what they should have done is have him kill Cassie, rewind it so she's back, and then Scott's like, "Oh yes, now I will help you because I literally saw my daughter die." That Ooh, would be a more effective. I don't. I don't think he can change it. I think he can just show it. Maybe. So I. That's why I think they I didn't just think do that. It'd be a but more effective moment. Do you think? Do you think it's beyond the realm of possibility? Uh-huh. Do you, could it be that the more you fight, 
the more tired you are, uh-huh. the less you have access to your ability. Well, I think then it's the screenwriter's responsibility to let you know the limit. Because again, this is another thing that's important. What makes something like this dynamic is you know what the heroes are trying to accomplish. You know what the villain's packing. And so then the conflict is how are we going to overcome that? It's not they have these abilities and then we do stuff until he just doesn't use them and then we win. Um, uh, and also, a uh, big part of the last moment is they grow big. I don't know what that means in the context of the fact that you're very, very tiny. They treat him going big as if it's normally when he goes big, except for the fact they're in the the uh, quantum realm. So they're very, very tiny. They're actually not being big and small. And also, they needed the big technology to get out of the quantum realm. And we show that they have that. So why are they stuck in the quantum realm? And we also see in the flashback that Michelle Pfeiffer has pin particles. She could have just gotten out of the quantum realm. She had the technology to just do that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, also, Cassie, when she's in prison, we see that she has pin particles and she could have used those to escape at any time. And she only does it when it's like plot convenient. Sorry. Wendy, the one thing everybody seems to agree on, except me, um, I think John Majors is great. I just think his kank, sometimes, sometimes it's very threatening. Sometimes it seems, sounds like a little kid trying to his on his big boy voice. Um, Wendy thoughts on Kang. Kang is the one everybody's talking about. What are your thoughts on Kang? I I liked Kang. I liked Kang. I, I do see your point where it felt, it felt like he kind of pendulum back and forth between this, like really threatening uh, presence to being, a, I was kind of like, why are you holding back, man? You are Kang. Like, I did feel that a little bit, but I also know that this is literally his very first, introduction to us and if we learned anything from loki season one i think we know that there are going to be multiple kings and uh so i was watching to see where they were developing it and coming to the end of the movie i kind of go okay this is just an introduction of what kind of threat this this guy can bring to not just like what we're talking marvel 616 uh, according to Feige, uh, the movie six. ones are 616, yes. Okay. Um, like, like there's going to be so many other possibilities, and it's about to get big and grand and crazy, and mm-hmm. we need to start at just an introductory point of all of this before we start tacking on, like, this king and that king and the council and this and that. So I so I really did like it. What I, I think really liked was at the end when they were kind of getting really physical with mm-hmm. each other. And Kang getting real desperate, be like, if I don't get out now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Like, I enjoy that because I felt like that's when he was probably the most ruthless because he got so, so desperate. But he was always really threatening to me. Yeah. Yeah. Also, questions about the He Who Remains said he got rid of all the Kangs, and this Kang's goal was also to get rid of all the Kangs. So I, anyway, whatever. Questions there. <laughs> uh, Roxy, thoughts on Kang? <laughs> yeah. Um. I think Jonathan Majors is a fucking stud. Obviously, everyone thinks he's a stud. He's mm-hmm. super talented and he's and he's just a great actor and and studly. Um that being said, I the two post-credit scenes mm-hmm. were both like to me, everybody was like talking about those afterwards. Like, you have to stay for the two post-credit scenes. Mm-hmm. This is the only part of the movie, if you call it as part of the movie, a post-credit scene yeah. that I was like, I don't actually know if I understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. Like when, like when we see the, all the Kangs and, and we have the knowledge that Kang said, if I don't get out, you all die. 
And then all the Kangs are there and they had ex- ex- exiled him and all that. I was like, um, I get there's a lot of you. I get you all have slightly different motivation against the council. Mm, one of you has a snake force uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> Yeah, which I kind of was like, mm, talk dirty to me, Snake Voice Kang. Let's go. But I just kind of was like, okay, I'm just going to wait to see what happens there. Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that I know what's going to happen. But I, what I loved is because we did get that line about, you know, if I don't get out, you're all going to die. You don't understand. There was the, one of the most relatable movies of the whole moments of the whole movie is that Paul Rudd moment at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. going through his day. And then this happens to all of us, obviously Mm -hmm. for different reasons than this, but going through your day and you're like, "Mm, wait, what the fuck does that mean? Mm -hmm. Is that going to be a big problem in my life? Probably going to be a big problem. No, no, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. No, no, wait, there's that intrusive thought again. Really think that's going to be an issue. Sack up. Let's just keep eating cake. Uh Uh-oh. Like that was the way they shot that. I was just like, I feel this in my soul so much. That is my day where all of a sudden you're like, oh, did I flip my laundry? Mm-hmm. I didn't. That's going to be, I'm going to have to run that again. Mm-hmm. Like, and very, for very different reasons yeah. than him being like, is the whole world going to be gone? But I was like, wow, the way that they depicted that was so cool. Um, and it, and made me question, like, what did Kang mean by that? What is happening here? And I don't think I have to understand the Kang of it all yet, because that will be explained. Um, I don't know if they know the Kang of it all yet. Mm. I think that they were, were like, well, I hope they options. do, because they're building an entire yeah. multiverse saga I, on this definitely, thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I just don't know if they know the full extent of, like, of uh, all of those Kangs, like, which, like, who... All, the whole extent. I think they know they're going Kang, but I don't know if they know like who goes where for what. They know the next couple of movies, but gotcha. just like the whole thing, I'm not sure that they fully know. And I'm okay yeah. with that. I know a lot of people won't be, including DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Yes, uh, this is a great segue into the post credit scenes. Although, real quick, they, uh, you made me think of one of my other least favorite moments in the movie where Kang has Scott Lang and he's like, wait, which Avenger are you? Are you the one with the hammer? And mm-hmm. he's like, no, that's Thor. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, here's the thing. I'm going to give you more time, which is what you want. And it's like, well, time out. If you don't know who he is, how do you know what he wants? And then he's like, come with me, Ant-Man. Hold on. Do you know who he is? Like, what the fuck? And why, what's going on here? Um, but let's go into the post credit scenes because we, we, do, we get to see the Council of Kangs. And this was another moment where I was like, uh-oh. I don't know if pinning everything on Jonathan Major's Kang is the right call we might have moved too quick on this one uh i don't know if this is going to work because again i think jonathan majors works really well in a very specific lane (laughs) um and i don't know the further we get out of that lane how effective i think it is uh i'm in the minority apparently um not again think he's very talented thought he was excellent in lovecraft country thought he was really good in devotion um and I thought in certain t- scenes, he was really good here. Just other ones, it didn't, mm, wasn't, mm. Um, but we get the Council of Kangs. We get what is essentially a teaser for the Loki show. Um, and then we get the Council of Kangs. I didn't really get that part either. Yeah, it's, it was, hey, Loki tune in to Loki show. season two. Stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, cool. uh, Wendy, Council yeah. of Kangs. 
which which of those kangs were you like hmm yes daddy <laughs> which one of the, was it snake kang did you want did you want a whole asmr video from snake kang <laughs> i enjoyed I, I don't know what what which one was snake kang was the i think he was the one with the big headdress headdress thing it was, I a mean, picture, was the one who had was, like the big deep voice he was like ah. Yeah, it was basically, hey, Jonathan Majors, do funny voices. That'll be great. That'll get the kids excited. <laughs> I think I was just so excited to see the different uh, iterations of them because I'm I'm not super, I haven't super like done my deep dive into what all the Kings look like. So it was really interesting to see what that look, what that looks like in the MCU. I, I did notice that when they panned to the like the multiple Kings popping into their their i guess council meeting was like pretty much a i i want to say it's like a panel out of the comic book yeah. when they were going up against the seats and stuff like that elaborating on that a little bit uh because you mentioned that they might or roxy mentioned i think that they might not know where the exactly mm-hmm. where we're going with this where do you uh, is, i'm gonna get so much heat for that comment no I, I, roxy I, I i could be wrong to the to the fact that kang and the man and the one who remains are supposed to be different kangs and yet they had the exact same motivation and goals and actions i think you're we've watched these mcu movies since the start they 100 don't know where they're going they're just like here's things okay. um uh, i agree i don't know what the internet's gonna say i agree with you uh but wendy um do you think Kang Dynasty, written by the same writer. Um, do you think it's going to be Avengers versus bunch of Kangs, or do you think it'll somehow this Kang comes back? Ooh, or some other Kang, some other individual Kang. I don't think this Kang comes back. I think it'll be other Kangs. Okay. Uh, I think uh, what is it? There's like Immortus, I think, which is a pretty big one. Yeah. Do they? We'll I forget. To, do they mention that eventually? Did, did they mention Immortus by name, or am I just? No, okay. I don't believe so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't believe so. Who's Immortus? Uh, he's a Kang. He's one of like, Kang. It's like a variation of Kang. Yeah, the Kang has a bunch of different uh, characters. Are any the same of the name. variations of Kang like straight up hero? Um, not. Oh yeah, not. technically, technically, well, Iron Lad. Young Avengers has spoilers. Oh. Spoilers for Young Avengers from like twenty years ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Iron Lad on that team turns out to be a teenage version of Kang before he becomes Kang. Okay. Yeah. So, so when, uh, so, so Wendy, you're thinking, you're thinking it'll be Avengers versus movie Kangs, mini Kangs. (laughs) You're you're talking about years from now when we get that big ensemble movie again. Yeah. I think there will be one main. This is not going to answer your question exactly. I think there is going to be one main (laughs) Kang that they do focus on, but I think there will be appearances from like at least one or two. Mm-hmm. other ones i don't think it's going to be a full thanos moment yeah okay roxy you know? what are your what are your thoughts what do you think uh we're, we're going to be seeing in kang dynasty we're going to see a full kang gang or just one kang okay <laughs> we gotta be careful with the kang gang yeah. uh Kang, are, is there going to be the only question in my mind is there going to be a kang gang bang gang we don't know we don't know we don't know uh, i i feel like there's no way that King Dynasty is one Kang. Mm-hmm. Like that would be not a dynasty, right? Well, a dynasty just, I mean, you, well, there's one ruler for a dynasty all the time. But then isn't it in then like the next ruler oh, takes over yeah, the dynasty? Oh, yeah, good point. Solid point. Solid like, point. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think it means that there's going to be a hundred Kangs, yeah. but very likely I think we'll see like a progression of Kangs yeah. in mm-hmm. a dynasty. Gotcha. Um, that's based on me having no comic book knowledge about Kang mm-hmm. and having very little knowledge about that actual dynasty definition of <laughs> yes. like what. <laughs> so, so, moderately yeah, more understanding we'll, of the definition of dynasty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to say three to five Kangs. Three to five. Oh, Ooh. that's a better way of saying. Okay. So Roxy's three to five Kangs. Wendy, how many Kangs yeah. are we getting in Kang dynasty? That's a better question. I'm, I'm going to go with three. Three Kangs. Mm. All right. Three Kangs. All right. I feel like I need to go. Ba- Wait, is this, is this price is right? Should I say one Kang? Whoever's closest is the. Um, um, no. Go big or go no. home, DJ. No. Okay. 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 I think we're going to get. I think we're going to see. Okay, honestly, if if I had to guess, uh, I would imagine we're going to open Kang Dynasty with all these Kangs that we saw in this one, and they're mm-hmm. all going to be wiped out by like a core team of Kangs, and maybe that's how the Avengers quote unquote win the day is that what that three to five Kangs you guys were talking about three to seven or whatever kind of turn on can't really get on the same page, um, and so that is as helpful to the Avengers as actually just being stronger than whatever Kang they're fighting is that the Kangs can't get on the same page, but I think we're going to see a bunch of them and those are going to be wiped out for whatever reason. And we're going to get down to one to like five. Mm. Every time you guys say, okay, I think, okay. 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 Um, in the chat. Y'all Kang with that. <laughs> um, Kayla Marie asks, what Kang scenes did you like DJ? Other than the stupid line I mentioned earlier, I did like it when he was confronting, um, Scott and Cassie in the cell and we showed his abilities. That was a moment of like, Oh, oh my that was God, great. this guy could curb something. This guy's more powerful than Thanos until he wasn't. And then, and then I was like, okay, it's, it's once he, once he started kind of losing it and like yelling and stuff, I was like, oh, this guy's not threatening. I'm not intimidated by this guy. <laughs> I feel like Ant-Man could fight this guy. Um, all right. Is this a bottom five movie for you, DJ? Of no, the MCU? I think it's, okay. I think it's better than two, uh, than all three of the four Thor movies. I think it's better than the second Ant-Man. I still think the first Ant-Man's the, uh, oh, the I love the first one. The first Ant-Man. I think Wendy, I think it's that residual Edgar Wright. I think it's the. I think, oh. I think maybe the secret sauce of the Ant Man movies is get Edgar Wright to work on them for half the time, and then have somebody else come in and finish it. Um, uh, I, but I think it's. I I thought this was more interesting than um, the second Ant Man. I did like again. I liked the penis buildings that are alive. I liked. I really liked. Um, that was so great. Are your buildings dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a great line. Uh, and also should have had more of them. I liked David Dasmolchi and his Veb the goo. Goo boy, goo boy. I thought goo boy was fucking great. The guy they drank so they could understand. It's like, yeah, he's great. He was, I loved him. Oh my god, that was such a great arc too. Goo boy was so bomb. The, the one character that didn't fully land for me was the like really badass girl that yes. I didn't really understand. Like we, she. I wish I heard more from her. Like yes, she was like a warrior badass chick mm-hmm. that like every time she was there, I was like. This is cool. Yeah. Who are you? I want to <laughs> know what core workout she's doing. Her core workout. Oh my God. Like, mm, yes, please tell me what you're doing. Um, yeah. uh, also, to that point, uh, the ending relied too much on the cavalry. Like, what, Ant-Man's like, uh-oh. And then Wasp was up like, I've got your back. And then instantaneously, she's like, oh no, it's too much. And then and then the rebels come in and you're like, the day is saved. Uh-oh. And then Kang's robot army? What was... King's army, whatever the army was made up of. Oh no, it's too much. And then we have the ants. It's like, mm, could have consolidated this. Could have, you didn't need, you didn't need three cavalries coming in to save the day. It's 
bad writing. Uh, anyway, sorry, everybody. Um, but no, it's <laughs> you not. You are so hateful towards me today. DJ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can't Listen. believe you're ripping apart this movie that I made. <laughs> that you made, Roxy. <laughs> All right. Those are our thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. They're all across the board. There's something for everybody in this episode. Wendy, for the kids at home, where can they find you? What they should what should they be looking out for besides seeing your reviews on Rotten Tomatoes? That's really cool. <laughs> oh, you can find me on YouTube just over at the Movie Couple channel where we do more movie reviews, TV show reactions, and uh, vlogs. We just went to the Super Nintendo World, so look out for that I'm coming so soon. Jealous. I'm so, so jealous. Fun. What's the most recent movie you've watched to review, if, if not Ant-Man? I think it actually was Ant-Man. I'm okay. seeing another. Well, it's not a movie. It's a series. Okay. But uh, I think Creed is next. Yeah. Creed 3. Roxy and I might have questions Did for you Did you see about it yet? That. Not yet. Okay. No, I've I've got answers for us, DJ. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Good, good, good. All right, all right, have, all right. We'll see I if have we can... no question. I have only, only answers. real answers. Only answers. Yeah. <gasps> okay, Roxy, where uh, can people find the stuff that you're working on? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I'm really fucking stoked this week because um, Always Lola, we just got announced that we sold. We have distribution, which so is huge. Cool. So cool. Um, shout out to Good Deed Entertainment for buying us. So that means that everybody will be able to see the movie, which is so exciting. The deadline article that dropped said that will be in August. So I'm going to just take that as when it hopefully will be. Yeah. Um, and then I was cast in a new movie this week uh, that or the announcement was this week called Crust, which is going to be a horror comedy i'll tell you guys all about it but just a a big awesome week of things that you can check out on my social good week for roxy uh please go check all that out really exciting stuff you can find me at dj talks trash you can find the show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers but on twitter you got the vowels from stupid Uh, i want to thank you all for joining us and we'll see you all next time